it's common and even healthy to get irritated, annoyed, and frustrated when you make changes, even good ones. That's part of learning new things and motivates you to become better. There is a fine print though. Problems arise when you manage this negativity in ways that sabotage your progress. Tune into this episode as Dr. Cashy advises on how to prepare your mind so that you can give sabotage the old heave-ho. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's very special episode of (sighs) Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and I am with my water-based coffee substitute from the magical land of Fiji. Highly recommend it. Today's topic of discussion is an extremely important one, as they all are, right? (laughs) Uh, I was having a conversation with the person I work with yesterday. He's a marketer. And in my, uh, my never-ending vast ocean of empathy, <laughs> decided to try and make some, some connections that I thought were funny at the time. Uh, we had a good laugh about it, so I thought I would, I would share that with you. Um, my name is Dr. Trevor Cashy, and I have a confession. I have a confession. I make frequent and sweeping generalized statements for everything, for each question, under all circumstances even if there's a fire. Here's why. There's an opportunity for humor. There's an opportunity for categorical disrespect and outrage. If you agree with me, then confirmation bias may prompt you to listen more. If you disagree with me and you think I'm a silly goose, then you can wait around for me to slip up. This way, you can correct my grammar, pick a word apart, or create formal arguments focusing on inane details. Either way, you must pay closer attention. (laughs) Point is, sweeping generalized statements are attention grabbers, right? So the marketer is talking to it all weaves in here in a second. Hopefully there's some sort of connection being made now about marketing and sweeping generalized headlines, right? And they are attention grabbers and hopefully they grab your attention and keep keep it long enough to get the point across. I think maybe that's how headlines work. Uh, That's a mystery to me. I'll leave that up to the headline scientists, I suppose. So I'm I'm looping this in with with discouragement and disappointment in front of a beautiful background of 11 hours worth of of napping puppies. So all of this together is really just the magic we all need right now. So there's a twofold point to all this sweeping generalization statement nonsense, okay? And marketing. (laughs) One. Humans make attention-grabbing headlines in their heads, I think, yes. Many of them, if you pay attention to what they are, they prompt you to cock your head, cock your eyebrow, and furrow your eyebrow, or furrow your eyebrow. Now that I mention it, maybe that's why they're called headlines, because when you read them, you get lines in your head. I, like, maybe this is why, head, like, you see what I'm, maybe that's, maybe there's some Inception stuff there going on. Uh, the headlines in your mind or any headline is ambiguous enough to mean anything. And we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> so you can compare it to a sabotaging thought. It's impossible to provide any useful information in such a few words. Therefore, it is inherently false. And marketers and copywriters often cite, well, it's not wrong. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite. And well, if it's not wrong, then the implication is that it must be right. Right? But that goes without saying. You fill in your own blanks. Ah, interesting, right? 
In other words, the vaguer the headline is, the greater the distance you can justify wandering from your path. You're left to your own devices and you gotta be creative and fill in all those gaps on your own. It's a sweeping, generalizing statement to categor categorical, make your thoughts categorical, your thoughts and your thought patterns to help, help categorize them, to help you make decisions. That's the whole point, it's called a heuristic and that's okay, at least I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I use the term help loosely here. It certainly simplifies decision making. Now the guarantee that, it, that it's better decisions is definitely up for debate in a lot of circles, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, the vagary of the headline assumes you add your own contextual understanding of the situation to expand what it means, making your own fine print, reading between the lines on your own. And this sort of semantic priming is what I spoke about in the Midnight Triage piece that I did a little while ago. And if you need to watch that, then click the hashtag in the description. It brings up all that other cool stuff. Um, so what I want to do is I want to play a game with you guys. I want to play a game. We're going to we're going to take some sabotaging thoughts, we're going to take some negative self-talk, and we're going to turn it into a headline, because I think they're headlines anyway, and I think this is hilarious. Uh, so imagine you had a sabotaging thought, then you pulled it out, and read it like the headline it is, okay? Here's a good one. I'll start, I'll start by something a little inflammatory. Florida resident binges, citing discouragement about weight loss. That's a good one. I, I, that's, that's too, that's okay, that's too easy. Let's go to the next one. How about a, uh, Man hits red light while rushing and late to work, upset at the meaninglessness of life. Red lights definitely caused that before with me. Uh, or, um, woman totally exhausted at the prospect of eating yet another balanced meal. Some, some, some catastrophizing there. Or, uh, beer and cigarettes, best way to ponder lifestyle change, science says. He had science says to the end of anything. Who is this science? I need to meet this person. He needs a wedgie. Uh, husband now being investigated after falling short of wife's conflicting expectations. <laughs> Seriously, if you pulled out most of the stuff you think when you're upset and then slapped it onto the title of an Onion article, it's either so hellaciously out of proportion it's funny because of how ridiculous it is, or so contradictory of itself that it belongs on a skit featured in Saturday Night Live. If you saw it and it was disconnected from you, you would chuckle and then categorize that person as an unadulterated goofball. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. You get discouraged and upset, and then at that time you generate a ridiculous headline, right? If you still need training for it, then those headlines end up dictating your behavior. Fun. Would you ever let a stupid headline or fake news clickbait run your life? No, except you do, except you do. Everybody is included in this to some degree, especially when upper middle class man exhausted yet again by the burden of self-improvement. <laughs> See how fun this is? It's fun when you're disconnected from it, right? That's the point. When you can disconnect yourself from it and generate this headline and see it laid out in front of you, it's, it's life-changing. It's easy to get cranky from feeling burdened by the demands of getting better. For real, it is. Deprived, restrained, discouraged. It's the way she goes. This is common and normal. It's annoying, but it's common and normal. Does that mean it's okay or that you should tolerate it just because it's common and normal? How many times can I say common and normal? 
No, it's a terrible excuse for tolerating it. The point is that since it's so common and normal, there I go again, for so long, it's given my members the skill to prepare for it. Given me the time, given them, it allows us all to work together to, to, to prepare for when it happens. Notice that I left out preventing discouragement and disappointment. That's out of the equation. These ridiculous headlines will always be there. They will irk you. It's the way she goes. If you prepare yourself, then they are rarer occurrences. And when they do come, and they will, they will have a shorter lifespan. This means that when things become difficult, difficult enough that you feel too discouraged to continue, write out the headline, <laughs> write out the headline, that clickbait in your head, get it out. And once it's out, I'll bet you a dollar you'll see that Stranded from popping a tire? Here are five easy ways to pop your other three tires to make sure you never get anywhere, <laughs> right? Even though you're upset, if you write it out, really how it is, it's a little too hot to handle, I think. It's a little too hot to handle. And I, I have to get into very specific strategies with my clients on how to navigate these problems. It, it, and it is true that having a strategy specific to your situation does give you a bit of an edge, but, and a big but, a big but is that in most cases, identifying and cataloging the ridiculous clickbait in your head is enough to moderate what's going on. It's giving you the perspective you need to course correct by disembodying yourself from, the, from, from your thoughts on the situation. Since in most cases, you already have an idea of what to do, you already have an idea of where you want to be, you already have most of the knowledge you need to do well, you have enough gas, and the rest of it is about taking your foot off the brake. It's easy and entertaining to get caught up in fringe science and new programs and other methods of succeeding. A plan is only as good as your ability to follow it. And your ability to follow a plan is dynamic, it changes. A lot of reasonable strategies and plans fail because people still need to be taught how to follow them. They're two separate things. Having a plan and following a plan are two separate and important entities. They're two separate and important things, okay? And that honestly is the difference between programming and coaching, right? A programmer may just send you a list of things to do and a coach will say, well, here's a list of things that need to be accomplished and then I'm gonna work with you to make sure that you achieve these things, right? That's the biggest difference between programming and coaching, okay? And this is the single most important thing. So think of the headline here. Think of this headline. There's outrage over blindfolded driver in car crash. Public demands better safety features for blindfolded drivers. I love this. As if changing the plan is the key to changing yourself. And ironically enough, it's the exact opposite. It's far easier to change plans instead of changing yourself. Much, much easier. It gives you the tiniest little squirt of motivation, helping you trick yourself into thinking you're being productive, right? Three simple ways you can make new to-do lists to ignore the perfectly good one you already have. Take Dr. Cash's quiz here. I should have that. <laughs> I should have that. I love this. This plan doesn't work, woman concludes, after giving in to minor inconveniences for 17 days straight. All these could be in the onion. I need to, cha I need to, change. I need to change my career path. <clears throat> and if the plan you're following has a track record of success going back many years, then that's good. This means that you can focus your efforts on taking your, your foot off the brake instead of adding more gas or changing vehicles entirely. 
If you know the plane is good, well, then you can erase that from your, well, I mean, erase is too strong of a word. Then you can shift your focus to the things that will help you succeed, okay? When you know the plane is good. So look, there's a chance your plan is a crappy one or there's, there's a better one out there for you. There's also a chance that you're discouraged and demotivated. There's a chance for all the above. There's a chance a dog could fall on your head and the headline would read, man killed by best friend. I have the fix for all of this, okay? Check it out. You just have to remember one acronym. That's it. All you gotta remember is D-K-S-S-A-D-A-B-B-S. It's all you got to remember. Once you remember that, everything else takes care of itself. This is Dr. Cash's super secret anti-discouragement algorithm backed by science. Trademark. Suck it, headline generators. So here we go. Let's break this down. How are you determining the quality of the plan you have? Is it fundamentally sound? Do you have an established method of determining how fundamentally sound it is? Are you cobbling together what you like the most out of all the things that you've read? Taking a Bruce Lee approach where you, you take what's useful and leave the rest? <laughs> Are you being mentored by a vetted person with adequate experience and proof of success? Or do you, do you have a tried and true method of comparing how hard you feel like you're trying versus how hard you're actually trying? These are great comparisons to make. Does the effort even matter? Well, it matters if you're trying exceptionally hard on things that get you nowhere, right? Which begs the next question. Do you have a tried and true method of comparing how close you feel to you are being on plan versus how close you actually are to being on your plan? And if everything appears to be in check, what does the headline read then? Any flags, right? Sabotaging thoughts, granting you permission to give up because you hit a speed bump? Maybe. And of the changes you are making, are they changes you want to keep forever? Or in your mind, is it only until X? X date, X milestone, X feeling, X whatever. Are you totally cutting out the things you want to or like to do, prompting you to focus on them even more? And that level of restriction dramatically increases cognitive fatigue associated with change. In other words, it makes you feel like you're working harder than you really are, leading to blowouts and burnouts before you get the results you seek. Have you convinced yourself you can only enjoy things if you do it in excess? Where excess is defined as you regret doing it in some way, essentially? Are you changing because you're removing or modifying something you despise about yourself away from discomfort, as it were? Or because you're seeking to achieve something you want towards success? Are you obsessing over when this will all be over with? Or are you sweating the small stuff, as the cool kids say behind the scenes, focusing on what you can do right now? Do you have a reasonable schedule that you stick to, prioritizing what you need? Are you actively identifying and addressing your silly headlines, your internal clickbait, the sabotaging thoughts giving you permission to give up on yourself? In other words, instead of avoiding discouragement entirely, either by giving up or chronically changing plans, or both, sometimes known as yo-yoing, Recognize you're discouraged. It's okay to be discouraged. It's also okay to want to change that and improve the situation. Understand that that's the way she goes. And then go through Dr. Cashew's signature patent pending DKSSADABBS algorithm and identify what prompted it and how it's impacting your decisions. 
So that being said, I am itching to hear some of the headlines that you guys have. <laughs> I know, I know you, there's some, definitely some creative writers here among us. Uh, lay down some of the good ones for me. Throw your headlines down in the comments. Turn some of your negative self-talk into fake news and lay it down. I'm stoked to hear about this. Thank you so much. That was my, my rant for today. I hope you enjoyed the puppies. I hope you enjoyed my, me poking fun at everyone in generalized statements and headlines. Give them to me. Remember, headlines make lines in your head. That's what it is, right? <laughs> you guys have an awesome day. I will see you all very soon. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out. <laughs>